Patron of the arts, Jeanette Thurber, was founder of the National Conservatory of Music of America in New York, and she brought in Czech composer Antony Dvorak to lead the institution. She suggests that Dvorak began his much-loved Symphony Number no. 9 from the New World at her urging. She recognized that, in her words, he suffered much from homesickness here in the States. He passed two of his summers in Iowa at Spillville, she writes, because of the number of Bohemians living there. Anton Zeidel was probably right in declaring that the intense pathos of the slow movement of the New World Symphony was inspired by nostalgia, by longing for home. She continues, Dvorak used to be particularly homesick on steamer days when he read the shipping news in the Herald newspaper. Thoughts of home often moved him to tears. On one of these days, I suggested that he write a symphony embodying his experiences and feelings in America, a suggestion which he promptly adopted. From many sources, we learn that Dvorak experienced a terrible sense of isolation and loneliness in the U.S., almost as if he saw his time here as an exile. But he was able, at last, to return to his beloved homeland. And this is the first string quartet he composed. There's almost a dancing, a lilting there. And Anthony Short suggests this first movement is filled with joie de vivre and is among some of the happiest music Dvorak ever wrote. As if this is music of relief and release and return. Of course, our situation in this time of COVID is not at all the same as Dvorak's. But no doubt we all recognize the feelings of isolation and loneliness and even nostalgia for what was. And that's the beauty of music like this. We don't need to know anything about Dvorak's biography, but we can feel the joy, experience the high spirits here. And it might just speak to us and our COVID-19 condition, especially as we begin to emerge from the strictures. And the founders of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Chamber Music Society will at last be reunited with friends and colleagues, and they intend to perform this trio. And can't we understand that? the performance will no doubt be filled with energy and joy and ah. Oh. The Northeastern Pennsylvania Chamber Music Society Chamber Fest 2021 will be held July 23rd, 24th, and 25th in downtown Wilkes-Barre with workshops for chamber musicians ages 12 and up culminating in three concerts that will include this Jean-Francais String Trio, 
and piano quartets by Brahms and Schumann and a piano trio by Mendelssohn. We had a chance to speak by phone with the co-founders of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Chamber Music Society, violinist John Michael Vida and Amy Iwazumi, violinist and violist. And we wanted to talk to them about the organization and the approaching festival. Pennsylvania Chamber Music Society is an organization that Amy and I founded in 2016, and our mission is dedicated to fostering the growth of chamber music in the northeastern Pennsylvania region. And Amy, you both have extensive performance credits. Tell us a little bit about how you've been able to bring wonderful people in so they could play for us here. Well, we've been around long enough to have made great friendships and relationships playing concerts, and as a musician... The most fun part about chamber music is, you know, working together and um, playing music together. And it's not just the the music aspect, but really connecting with each other and getting along and just having a, a fun time. And it's always our joy to share that experience with our audience. And you've also been able to bring us wonderful performances in different spaces out in Lehman at Penn State and in downtown Wilkes-Barre and online during the pandemic. How have you managed the pandemic? Well, I think, you know, like every other musician, we were forced to to be innovative. Of course, Zoom became quickly a part of our lives, just like everyone else, not just for teaching. But last summer, we decided we wanted to continue what Amy had said about keeping that network of, of musicians and friends and keep bringing them into our, our space, maybe not physically, but through the Internet. So we, we created a series of workshops, discussions, online concerts, which we entitled uh, Music Matters. And it's something, actually, I think we're going to try and continue. But that was a way of us to keep going, to keep engaging people, engaging our audiences. And I, I must say, actually, I... I think I channeled you, Erica, in during this year quite a bit because I was the host of that, and I was constantly thinking to myself, how would how would Erica maybe ask this question? And I, I think I had a little bit of an insight into your world, and I thought that was, that was a lot of fun for me, actually. Well, that means the world, John, because you want to get the best from whoever it is that you're speaking with. And so how do you put them at ease, and how do you frame the questions so they'll be able to say that, that great stuff? Absolutely, and... You know, it it was certainly a learning process, but I think, you know, as, as we went on, we got more comfortable with that, and yeah, it was a lot of fun, actually, so I think we'll try and continue that. Are those things still available up on your website? In the future, very near future, we will be releasing all the videos for the people that have missed it or just didn't know about it. Yeah, they are some really wonderful interviews and workshops that I think would be really beneficial and fun for people to see. Now, that brings us to the next initiative, which is summer 2021. So introduce us to what you're up to. Well, as I said, our mission is to foster the growth of chamber music in this in this area. And we wanted to provide more opportunities for not just concert goers, but for students of chamber music. So we decided to start a chamber fest. So it's going to be three days of intense workshops, chamber music coachings, lessons, as well as faculty concerts. There'll be two faculty concerts on the Friday and the Saturday, so July 23rd and July 24th, and a student concert on the 25th. 
Please fill us in on your faculty members because each one of them has such a well-rounded career playing in orchestras, playing solo, playing in chamber music, and teaching. So for our faculty, besides Amy and myself, we'll be bringing in pianist Juan Choque, who I'm sure many of our our audience members will remember from past concerts that we've done here. Um, He's a wonderful pianist, wonderful friend of Beneath the CMS, so we're excited to have him back. And then Dr. Lisa Caravan, who was until recently on the faculty of Bucknell, and she's now on the faculty of Eastman School of Music. She's a cellist. I actually went to school with her way back in the day. So we're excited to reconnect and, and have her down here. She's a wonderful, wonderful teacher and a wonderful player. Well, give us a sense of the workshop overall. So eligibility is for students 12 years and up. And you can apply as an individual or you can apply as a preformed ensemble. If you do apply as an individual, we will give you music ahead of time. So it's not like you're going to show up on, on that Friday and have to sight read a, say, Beethoven string quartet. We'll place you and give you a repertoire so you can learn ahead of time so that all of that you know, learning of notes has taken place beforehand. And there will be group workshops There'll be two chamber music coaching sessions per day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And I should say, you know, this is open to all string players, violin, viola, cello, double bass, as well as pianists. And so during those two sessions each day, you'll have time for coachings as well as rehearsal. So the four faculty will, will rotate, so you get some time with each one of us to get different perspective. And then morning, in the morning each day, we'll have a, a workshop where the whole student body will get together and, and talk about some things specific to chamber music. And then the culmination will be the student recital. Correct. That will be on Sunday afternoon. Now, each of your guests is quite distinctive, and the biographies are worth reading. Juan Choque is a composer, too, and he's actually been here in the studio and shared his music with us and the listeners. Well, Amy, you met Juan way back in the day, right? In Holland, I think it yes. was? Yeah, in 1998. So we've we've known each other for quite a while. He he's an extraordinary pianist, but he has always been in composition projects. But recently, I feel like his output has greatly increased, and he has really written some fascinating pieces for a wide array of instruments. And we were hoping that someday we could commission him to write a piece as well. I feel like his pieces really reflect his personality, and I, I really look forward to seeing how the students of the workshop will interact with him, as he is such a wonderful teacher and person, and he's always so generous with his, his knowledge in not only piano playing, but just music, musicianship. We, we're really thrilled to have him as part of the Chamber Fest. I might tell a little little story. So Juan was actually born in Peru. He's Inca descent. Grew up, though, in Pennsylvania, in Lancaster. Years ago, when Amy and I were still living in New York, we went to one of his concerts, and we were talking to him backstage before the concert, and one thing that he likes to do on his solo performances is do an improvisation. So we were talking backstage, and I, I brought up the Pennsylvania polka. I don't know how we got on that subject. And I said, Juan, do you think you could include the Pennsylvania polka somehow in your, in your concert, um, in your improvisation? And he's like, sure, no problem. And I was waiting for it, waiting for it, 
about what, I don't know if you remember this, Amy, but it was 10 or 15 minutes long. And at the end of the piece, it was this Brahms kind of style improvisation, but he very skillfully wove in the Pennsylvania polkas and a grand finale culmination. He's just an, an extraordinary musician, has an incredible ear, so, and a fascinating person to, to, to speak with. That's a terrific story because we know how composers like Beethoven and others could take a theme many would consider simple and do remarkable varying with that theme. So it says a lot for Juan Choque. How about Dr. Caravan? So Lisa and I went to Eastman together in the late 2000s, and we had performed a little bit together, not chamber music, however, and once, once we kind of left school, we went our separate ways. And then when I moved back to northeastern Pennsylvania, I found out that she was at Bucknell. At that point, we kind of started to reconnect, but we never quite made it happen, you know, scheduling, et cetera. And so we've always wanted to have her here, but never seemed to be the right time. So we were thrilled that finally we, we were able to get a time and to have her come here. She's a wonderful teacher. She actually did do a workshop for us on our Music Matters series and talked about practicing, practice techniques. So I think, I think all the students will, will definitely get a lot, a lot of great advice from her. So the procedure is we're going to go to your website, and what will we find and what will we need to do if we're interested? The website, if you just go to nipacms.org, You'll see the general information, but there's also specific details there as to what the eligibility is, what the recording requirement is for the application. The schedule is also on there. Information about the faculty is on there. And to apply, there is a big Apply Now button underneath the information for participants. And, of course, if audience members are just interested in seeing the concert, there is also a link to purchase the concert tickets. And Amy, you and John have picked, maybe in collaboration with your guests, some pieces that you will be performing as faculty members. What were you thinking about? Is it that you all just love these pieces and you wanted to do them together, or you've done them together, or how did you come to what we'll hear eventually in July? Yeah, so some of the pieces we have played, not necessarily together, but individually. But we we chose some classics, I guess you can call them, that since we haven't played a concert in so long, it, it just would feel so great to bring these really great classics to celebrate coming back. Some, some pieces, for example, the Francais String Trio, which we will be performing on Saturday, the 24th of July, None of us have played it, but it's really playful, and it just really appealed to us, so we decided to program that along with the Brahms Piano Quartet, the second piano quartet in A major, which three-fourths of the group has played together, and we're really excited to bring Lisa into the mix. And the Friday concert will feature the Mendelssohn Piano Trio in D minor, which is a fabulous piece, very, I think, celebratory, Schumann Piano Quartet. We're very much looking forward to bringing these, these pieces to life in, in person. And, you know, I've been saying to my students, actually, throughout the pandemic, that in a way, they're, they're, they're lucky. Being musicians, they have something to practice for. You know, they have to practice for their lessons every week. They have to practice for their juries. So they're always motivated to practice, right? 
But as a, you know, a professional musician, I haven't had to practice for something really in, in quite a while. So when we were deciding what kind of program we wanted, we just, we just said, hey, what, what do we really just want to play? It's going to be fun to play. And I think we, we started with that. And all of these pieces are just, I think, a celebration of, of, of life, a celebration of music. And Amy had said, too, that we've all played these, and that's true. However, with the, uh, with the Schumann and the Brahms, last time we played them, I had played viola, Amy had played violin, so we decided to switch that for this. So I'm going to play violin, she's going to play viola. And you're going to be able to be physically in each other's presence, right? This will be our first concert since February of, of 2020, and we're obviously thrilled, excited for that. This will be taking place at the First Presbyterian Church in Wilkesbury. All COVID precautions will be, of course, in place. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a wonderful opportunity to, to reconnect, re-engage as, as musicians. And it, I think I can speak for, for Amy as well. It's been far too long since we've had that. Violinist John Michael Vida and violinist and violist Amy Iwazumi, co-founders of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Chamber Music Society, speaking about NEPA CMS and Chamber Fest 2021, to be held July 23rd, 24th, and 25th in downtown Wilkes-Barre at the First Presbyterian Church, 97 South Franklin Street. There'll be workshops for chamber musicians ages 12 and up, opportunities for private classes, and more. And the event will culminate in three concerts that will include the Jean-Francais String Trio, the piano quartets by Brahms and Schumann that Amy told us about, and the Mendelssohn Piano Trio in D minor. We are offering you the chance to go to the website, and it is nepa.com. CMS.org, standing for Northeastern Pennsylvania Chamber Music Society, NEPACMS.org, and there are biographies, extensive biographies of Dr. Lisa Caravan, Cello, and Juancho K., who's the pianist. There are the guest faculty members, along with John Michael Vida and Amy Iwazumi, who are longstanding chamber music performers and educators, and they are looking forward to working with pianists and string players from the ages of 12 and up. There will be those concerts, and as a member of the public, you can attend and hear live chamber music, and that's a wonderful prospect. July 23rd, 24th, and 25th, the Northeastern Pennsylvania Chamber Music Society Chamber Fest, an in-person intensive weekend of chamber music concerts and workshops. For more information on the web, nepacms.org, nepacms.org.